0: going on everybody welcome back to another episode of three Balls in a blp today we've got a great conversation with someone who you're going to be hearing about for years to come on sundays former dayton tight end top and one of the top nfl draft prospects at the tight end position got adam troutman uh joining the show to talk with me and matt about what's going on what he's been doing top ud memories and kind of his excitement level for the draft uh so a real fun conversation we got here and uh enjoy the show
1: Welcome to the show. I got Mike on with me. We have a really special guest today. We're going to talk to, uh, he just missed me at UD, uh, being a a former teammate of mine, so I really can't say that, but uh, we have on Adam Troutman today. He's, you're going to, you're going to pay attention. You're going to want to pay attention to this name. You're going to see him playing on Sundays. He's going to be making a huge impact in the NFL, Um, and he's a former Dayton Flyer, just like us, so he was uh, nice enough, polite enough to take us off on our offer to come on the pod. So we're kind of going to roll, ask him some UD questions, ask him some some NFL things, and uh, just let you guys get to know him. So Adam, welcome. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. How you been, man? I've been good. Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: Yeah, we appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. So I think you're going to already know this first question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Adam, what's your favorite color?
0: Uh,
2: Flyer... Welcome in zone blue.
1: Wow.
0: That's a phenomenal answer. (laughs) Oh Well done,
1: sir. Well done. Wow.
0: (laughs) Mike and I were
1: (laughs) listing a bunch of questions for you before. I think it was either Monday or Tuesday. We had a quick call and we're like, all right, well, obviously we know what the first question is, if you can say wrong.
0: But not
1: only did you get it right, man, you hit that thing out of the park. Well done.
0: That was beautiful. Well
1: done. (laughs) Which you spent a lot of time in that end zone. We'll get to that. But um, so, s- second question one word to describe yourself.
2: Hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, I guess like weird. Like, I, I feel weird right now, all the stuff going on, um,
1: all the quarantine and throwing me off. Say, I feel weird. That's what I feel right now. Yeah. How's that, how's that affecting and how are you adapting your training to that?
2: Yeah, I mean, so all the pro days. I was gonna do my pro day at Ohio State. Um, obviously, that got canceled. I had, I mean, before before everything got shut down at the time, I had like six private workouts. So coaches coming to Dayton to work me out and do film and all that kind of stuff. Um, so all those got canceled. Um, can't get into the weight room. I'm actually I'm actually in Dayton right now, so. Can't get into the weight room here because obviously it's shut down. So I got to work out in the backyard. Um, Just got some bands and and stuff like that. And then fortunately I have access to uh, one of the turf fields around here so I can get out there and do routes and all my blogging footwork and sprints and all that kind of stuff. So I'd honestly, I'd be more concerned if I couldn't get on a field, but could get in a weight room. So uh, it's definitely weird. And now doing all like FaceTime calls with, with coaches and stuff. So it's definitely, I mean, I have nothing to compare it to, obviously, because this is the only time I'm going to go through it in my life, but um, it's definitely, definitely odd.
1: It's definitely going to be memorable for you. I know, um, I mean, everybody in the world right now is going through something different. So not <laughs> only are you trying to prep to go to the NFL um, and get drafted, but <laughs> you're also adapting to quarantine just like everybody else. So yeah, um, but that's cool. So thanks for letting us get a little, a little bit of an insight into that. Yeah. Mike, why don't you give our uh, guest a formal formal introduction? Do it the right way.
0: Yeah, so we wanted to knock knock those two questions out. Make sure you were uh you were the real Adam Troutman, true right. date. Uh, but as Matt said, this is Adam Troutman. Give some stats and accolades here. You can let me know if I missed anything. Okay. Because uh, there's a lot, but I got I got 2019 first team AP All American, 2020 Senior Bowl invitee, Pioneer Football League Offensive Player of the Year first-team all-PFL, UD career receptions leader, and receiving yards. That's 178 catches for 2,295 yards, 31 career TDs, and this is probably the most important stat that I'll say, 2015 scout team offensive player of the year as a QB. (laughs) That's right. Anything I missed?
1: Um, No, I I think you're all good there. Okay. All right, perfect. You came in as a quarterback. How quick was that transition?
2: Um, literally it took, I think it was a week into it where like, I actually offered up to switch to, to coach, uh, coach Evans, who was the OC at the time. And you guys know this, like, I honestly, like, I didn't have a great team concept or anything like that in high school. And when I got to Dayton, I was like, this is like, this is so cool. And honest to God, I wanted to be a part of it as soon as possible. And I was like, wow, I actually want to be on the field with these guys as soon as possible, and I didn't know if the quickest route was quarterback. Who knows? Maybe it would have been, but I still obviously will never know. But I offered it up, and I was like, hey, like, I'm, I'm willing to switch positions to tight end. I think I can bring a whole new, you know, whole new dynamic to the position with my athleticism and stuff, and I know I could learn it fast. And um, Coach Evans kind of looked at me like, you're crazy. Like, dude, you've been a week into camp. But I was like, I mean, I'm just telling you I not to do it, whatever. He's like, all right, I'll talk to talk to Coach Chamberlain. And so he talked to talked to Coach Chamberlain. And like three days later they threw me down during camp on routes on air. And I think I just ran like an over route, Dodden caught it, and he was pretty much like, All right, like you're <laughs> you're going to tight end. And I was like, All right, cool. So Trial by yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah, get out of that
0: green jersey, go get you a white one.
1: <laughs> exactly. I get out of the Christmas tree jersey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who was um so and I shouldn't the name, who was your quarterback? the time your time there um
2: my fresh my like true freshman year well it was jesky jesky was the quarterback Um, okay blake actually started the first game and then obviously like i love blake but yeah like he got pulled and then jesky started and started for the next three years and then once
1: jesky his acl his fifth year jack cook came in and played quarterback okay Alex Jeske's a winner, man. Um, he he yeah. was uh, – I think he was another one of Luke's. Uh, Luke was his big brother too, just being a quarterback. Yeah, Luke probably had like a- four because he was a fifth year. <laughs> yeah. Alex Jeske was a winner, man. What a good dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he is.
0: Yeah, so uh, kind of tr- moving on here, but uh mentioned that you went to both the Senior Bowl and the Combine this year. What was kind of like your experiences like there? Like ha- anything stand out? or?
2: Yeah, yeah. Senior, I mean, Senior Bowl – like finally getting a chance to go against, you know, cause obviously I knew there was always an asterisk, especially obviously next to my name. Cause obviously you play in the, the pioneer, you're the only FCS conference that doesn't give scholarships, all that kind of stuff. Um, and to be able to go out against those dudes who got those Alabama, Ohio state, Michigan stickers on their helmets and, and go out there and, and prove that like at any point in time, I'm actually one of the best players on the entire field was, was awesome being able to move people off the ball like I did. You know, people were like, all right, yeah, you can move these, you know, six to two hundred and twenty-five-pound DNs in the PFL off the ball. Like, can you do it against this first round stand-up like edge linebacker from Alabama or Wisconsin? And it's like, yes, yes, I can. And I and I did yeah. it. And um that part of it was awesome. And then I mean, the whole the whole experience, like I, I loved going out there and, and playing against those guys. I mean, just like naturally being, being a competitor and stuff like that, like, and, and to represent Dayton in that, in that way. Cause I, I love, I love Dayton and everything I can do to obviously make it stand out. I will absolutely do. Um, and then the combine, I mean, both, both events were tiring as hell, like long, de- long nights, early mornings, but if you love it, it's not a big deal. And, and it wasn't a big deal for me, um, but the combine, you know, bunch of interviews, bunch of medical stuff. Like, I was in the hospital one day for seven hours. Oh,
1: like, man.
2: Yeah. Some, ki- some kids were in the hospital for, like, 11 or 12 because of getting a bunch of MRIs or something didn't feel right to one team doctor. Because none of those doctors trust each other. Like, we went to right. probably 10 different rooms, and you have to do the same checkup almost every single time. And there'd be, like, one doctor that wouldn't think something's a problem, but another doctor that thought that same thing that they didn't think was a problem is a problem. So now you got to get an x-ray or you got to get an MRI. And it was, it was wild. Like one of the guys I trained with, he was in there for literally 11 hours getting MRIs. So, I mean that, that killed, that drained you obviously. And then, um, one of the cool parts was like the formal interviews doing with teams. So you go in like GM, head coach, OC, uh, tight end coach, obviously for me, that part was really cool. Meeting some of those guys and being able to talk football with those guys. Um, But honestly, the weirdest thing was once you got on the field combine, it didn't even feel like it because no one's in the stands. It's just like, hey, guys, go go warm up over there. And then, you know, in 20 minutes, we'll call you over and we'll talk about the 40 and then start running them. It was like, oh, okay. (laughs) um, But it was it was definitely crazy. But um, I'm so
1: obviously grateful that I got to do all of that because that's an experience of, of a lifetime, obviously. Were there any coaches? Were there any coaches there at either senior bowl or the combine, or like any guys you went up against where you're just kind of like, oh wow, are they kind of like stuck out or anything like that? Any players that I played against? Um, either that or any of the coaches that were coaching you at that. Point. Oh, any of the coaches? Yeah, like Matt Patricia, like the Lions head okay. coach.
2: Obviously, he. I thought he was. I thought he was awesome. He obviously loves football. I mean, that whole that whole coaching staff is like football crazy, and and they're really fun to to be around and be coached by for um, those three practices in the game. But yeah, I mean, like seeing like, obviously like Andy Reed and the Niners GM, John Lynch, like Kyle Shanahan, um, me like Josh McDaniels, the Patriots OC. I mean, it, every head coach was there and mm-hmm. um, like, you know, Bruce Arians uh, you know, the, 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 giants, you know, they got Freddie kitchens as their tight end coach. And then their OC is Jason Garrett. So like, they basically have, you know, last year, or they basically have three head coaches in the, in the room at all times. Cause obviously they have the new head coach as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those, but that, that was, that was one of the cool parts is being able to, you know, meet some of those guys and just be like, okay, like this isn't like, like and not being super nervous about it. Honestly, that was one of yeah. the cooler parts.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I think now we're gonna go back to a little bit of date and time here. So what was your favorite UD tradition, either university wise, football wise? Just
2: uh, um, like that? wow. Honestly, I got a lot. But I would have to say flyers first on road trips. <laughs> those were so funny. Oh my god. Like I um I those were those were by far, I think my favorite times like it's the night before a game like you're all locked in and stuff and then it's just like that for that like 30 minutes I mean sometimes they lasted like an hour hour and a half like <laughs> for some of the stories you guys know what I'm talking about that you got to tell and yep. oh my god that, that was I think that might have been my favorite tradition honestly I mean you got you know you got Friday showers and all that but I'd say <laughs> the I can't go too much into detail
1: now so I'd say flyer's <laughs> for sure that's enough. I know mean, Mike Mike and the the equipment guys that he would travel with would always stay in the room for those. <laughs> and um uh, Mike, Dude. what was the name of the guy that just gave the greatest Chamberlain impression? Oh Oh, he was a Cleveland kid. Why am I Oh on uh, Mike hand? Ryan? Mike Ryan's Chamberlain yeah. impressions were the yeah. greatest things I've ever heard
2: in oh, my life. I love those. We had a kid, actually, uh, one of my really, really good friends, Dante Stefanini. He did, he's like really good at impersonations and stuff. And he was the absolute greatest coach Chamberlain impersonator of all time. Like Mike Ryan was really good. I do remember him doing some of them, but Dante Stephanie took it to a whole nother level and it was amazing.
1: This is a perfect transition. Then one of my questions was what is your funniest, funniest Rick Chamberlain thing or Rick Chamberlain story while you (laughs) were at school?
2: Oh, Oh God. I think um, just some of his sayings, you know, it's not like, like I love Coach Chamberlain, Um and his some of his sayings are so funny, but it's kind of like you don't really remember them because they happen a lot. Like sometimes shorting out a sentence and saying something and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like that didn't make sense. But uh, no, I mean, he, yeah, he, he was – <laughs> sometimes i was like me i remember uh like looking at some of my like buddies and be like wait did you guys get that like what what was that or um oh no favorite one was is the halloween talk he gives every year and he always says something about like the girls but he calls them co-eds <laughs> I love that man. part. of. I love whenever he says that the whole team, the whole team loves that whenever he says co-eds or like when we do like new dog or uh, what is it? Like during spring ball when like the next year's recruits come in and it's like a, because we, we do old dogs and then we do like Young new Pops. dogs. I don't know what it is.
1: Pops. Young pups. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Young Pubs.
2: yeah. And he comes up and he'll ask him like, their favorite Halloween costume, or their favorite kind of pie, or something stupid,
0: and it's so funny. I <laughs> okay, love so,
1: Adam, I got to give one quick story. So this yeah. is this would have been my the end of my freshman year, going into my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were doing the Young Pumps after the spring game, and they brought up Shane Tobe. Oh no! And I remember this. So Shane got asked by Coach Chamberlain what his favorite, like, professional team is. But mm-hmm. Coach Coach Chamberlain has an accent. and He said, pro team, which sounded like protein. <laughs> so Shane toves in front of the entire team, and he just goes, well, I don't know, Hydraway? Uh, <laughs> and everybody just lost their mind. <laughs> well,
2: it's perfect, too, because... Well, I guess obviously you guys didn't really know To No one knew Tobe at that time, uh, but that's like the perfect person for that question.
1: And it just, yeah. it just struck. And, oh, my God. It was so funny. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Wow. I love that. That's I can go out for Coach Chamberlain to talk all day. But um, So what was your favorite uh, UD memory then? Like, obviously, I want
2: to say the championship in 2015. But, I mean, I was redshirted, so I didn't really do anything. I just played scout team. Um. But honestly, it was. It was like the like I loved. I don't think there's a specific moment just because we didn't win a champion. Oh, actually, no. I think beating Indiana State was definitely one of my favorite moments. Like going in there, they just lost to Kansas, um, by like one score. I don't know if it was like touchdown or field goal or how many points it was close. It was, but- Really close. Oh, yeah, it was really close. Like, Indiana State was winning with, like, five minutes left or something like that, and then Kansas scored and won. And then they come, and we go to them, and it's our first game. They just play the game. They play against one of the Big 12 teams. Like, Mm -hmm. and we go in there, and we hung 42 on them. Like, it was nothing. Like, they were so confused, and they had no idea what was going on. Like, they would (laughs) – when we went up 21-7, to I remember going down, like, when we were kicking in the PAT to get to make it 21, and they were, like, just MFing each other and blaming each other. Like, they had no idea what was going on. And that was one of the coolest moments. Obviously, winning that game, like, that's the biggest win. Obviously, other than the national championships when we were D3, but, like, in the FCS era, I would say that is definitely the biggest win this program's ever had. And, Mm -hmm. like, to be a part of that and to be a big part of that was – was awesome like that that was the greatest feeling ever like i've never felt like that in my life after a football game so i would say probably beating indiana
1: state that's awesome guys we definitely felt like that as alumni too like we were really really proud of you guys oh yeah Yeah,
2: it was it was was like awesome
1: to follow yeah
2: so much emotion in that game like guys on the sideline like you could feel like it was just so much different than any game we played and like you know, you, when you go out there and you play that type of team, you know, Missouri Valley, all that, like they were 14th in the country at the time. Like you have, mm-hmm. like to be honest, you have nothing to lose. So mm-hmm. you go out there and you just like balls out. And that's what we did. And, and obviously we won. And it was, it was amazing.
0: That was an awesome game to follow. And uh, you definitely were a big part of that one. I think you had like, what, 12 catches, 170 yards, something like that.
2: Uh, just- I think it was like 11 and 130 or something like that. Whatever. You, should have, it, just, you
0: should
2: have just said yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like the that was like my biggest game ever, and it was nice to obviously do it against the best team that we played ever.
0: So, all right. So we got your funniest Rick Chamberlain story. I want to me being the former equipment manager. I want to hear if you had any funny run-ins with Tony Caruso, or if you had any <laughs> interesting stories.
2: Oh, I got the best one. It didn't happen to me, but it happened to one of my good buddies and one of my roommates. <laughs> so every uh so you know like when we leave for the end of spring and like obviously we don't come back to the locker room till the first day of camp or till we you do like the early um like you can come in a couple days early and get all your pads situated if you're an upperclassman all that so my good uh my really really good friend isaac sexton so he comes back and the cleats that he used in the spring he decided not to take them home over the summer um mainly because tony would never let you take them home over the summer i don't i don't know why but that's just what happened so comes back in the locker room, and one of his cleat he has, like, the right cleat, but he doesn't have the left one. And so he took it to Tony, and he's like, hey, Tony, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I'm uh, missing, like, my my left – my uh, or whatever cleat. My left cleat. I'm missing my left cleat, like, of this pair of shoes and I was planning to wear at this camp. Like, do you know what happened to it? And he goes, hmm. Let me see that. He grabs his the cleat that he actually had, threw it in the trash. He goes, "Anything else you need help with?" And he was like, "Are
0: you kidding me?" Dude, that was so funny.
1: Oh my god, that might be the best TC
2: story I've ever heard. Like he literally just threw it away, and he's like, "Are you kidding me?"
0: oh he, um, he's something else he.
1: or
2: or like my, my favorite is it's not my favorite because it used to kind of piss me off sometimes but like when we'd be packing our bags and he'd give us like 15 minutes when we got back in the locker room after a thursday practice and you know you put your pads in all soaked and sweaty and your hotel room always smells really bad because of it <laughs> but he makes you pack the bus and then he'll lock it like after 15 minutes and if. And then he moves it like five feet. Like, and you're like, dude, you couldn't have kept it open. Like, I don't know. That, that part was always funny to me. I was never like the one to put it on like super late, but like there were a couple kids sometimes <laughs> where they'd come back, they'd come out with the bag and be like, here, Tony, like, I got my bag for you. He's like, well, I already locked up the truck. And they're like, oh, so what do you want to do with my bag? And he's like, you know what? I'll put your bag on if you go read the board. So he he's like, go read the board and then come back out and tell me exactly what it says. And then I'll let you put the bag on. And I remember watching like two or three kids have to do that. It was so funny.
0: Yeah, man. You got you to gotta run on Tony Caruso time. Oh, yeah, time yeah, yeah I love Tony.
2: Tony's hilarious.
0: Yeah, he I would always, always love – uh, yeah, I would love like Mondays or Tuesdays after like a road trip when he was trying to get all like the travel gear back, and yes, it was always like the same four people that yeah. never turned him in. <laughs> yeah, he would send us out.
2: Or I'd lose like I'd lose something. I'd be like, "Hey Tony, like I definitely packed this in my bag. Like where is it?" And he's just like, nah, "I don't know. We'll worry about next road trip." I'm like, "But I need it for this next game," and he's like. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm just like, dude, come on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we had kids that would uh, forget belts and like pants and whatnot, or their helmet. And he that was that oh, was yeah. always a fun, fun instance when the kid comes out and we can, we would just as a staff be like, all right, what do you think you forgot? And then he'd come up and be like, oh yeah, I forgot my helmet. And Tony would be like, <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know how you forget your – I actually have never heard of someone forgetting their helmet, but oh my god. Uh,
0: I've mad. I've seen it too many times as an equipment guy, but it's, it's always fun because you just – I, I definitely took that from Tony where I would just give guys shit and be like, did you think you didn't need it or, or what, what's going on here? That's awesome. He was he, so
1: clear. He was so – just transparent and who he didn't like. Like he would throw Ross Smith's shoes in the showers <laughs> before like every double. <laughs> would, Ross Smith would be running down to the field and just like sloshing water everywhere out of his shoes. It's like 98 degrees on that grass field. He oh just laugh God. at him. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. There are so many good stories. You can go on forever with it. Oh yeah. Um, so all right, so not football, not equipment. This is just a Dayton, Dayton question. Yeah. Everybody we have on, we ask this: Cousin Vinny's, Milano's, or Domino's? What are you getting at three in the morning? Cousin Vinny's, one thousand percent. Wow. Wow. Okay. No, getting the ten.
2: Their ranch, un, unmatched. Like, coming home. To, oh, there was nothing better. You'd be walking back from from Tim's or whatever house and it'd be like on the way you'd call Cousin Vinny's. And then they'd be like, Yeah, oh, we'll be there in like 30 minutes or whatever. And you get back to your house and 15 minutes later, just knock on the door, you grab your pizza and you and your buddies literally just sit down and
1: destroy a whole big 10. There was, God. I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to have to tell you two things that you did wrong. Okay. One, that's not the right answer. And two, mm-hmm. Um, you must have mistaken Tim's for like Milano's or B Dubs or somewhere because obviously we weren't allowed to go to Tim's.
2: Oh, yeah, I nobody, forgot that
1: part. <laughs> nobody ever went there. I mean, no, you're right. At- no one.
2: Actually, actually, that was not in our declaration this past year. What? Really? For the first time ever. Wow. Maybe he like forgot it when he was like retyping something. I don't know if he ever <laughs> retyped anything in there, but if he did, he okay. must have left it out because it was not in there. And I remember telling someone, I was like, dude, did you guys see no Tims in there? And he was like, uh, and my buddy was like, dude, no. Like, I think, I think he took it out.
1: And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> okay. finally. So do you know the story behind why that was in there? Is that the ramming speed thing? Um, so I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, so these were two, to my junior year, these were two fifth years. Um, Colin Monier was a middle linebacker really really good player and I've, then, heard, yeah, I've of, heard about him one of the running backs was Rob Washington and they were <laughs> roommates they climbed and got on the roof of Tim's They <laughs> were pretending to be like army guys or something <laughs> <laughs> and just like pretending to shoot people and like throw grenades off of Tim's <laughs> and like <laughs> cops had to come and like this whole thing oh my god <laughs> so that was why that was always in there. So I think you just waited for like five years after those guys were gone.
0: And then you're yeah. like, all right, well, I guess you guys can go back. Yeah, it just needed a hard reset for
1: tips. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> that story. And so I don't do that story justice. There's probably a few details that I miss, but um that's pretty much why why I always understood that was in there. I actually never knew that's why it was in there. I <laughs> well, never now knew that story. But you also skipped on the Domino's breakfast pizza.
2: I have never gotten that, to be
1: honest. The only Domino's in America that's open twenty four hours a day. No, I mean at that breakfast pizza.
2: Yeah, Domino's is like it's great, but like nothing I just thought nothing was ever but the breadsticks from from Vinny's the the ranch honestly is is just what puts it over the top for me. Like That ranch is so good. I don't know how they make it, but I really want the recipe.
0: (laughs) Cousin Vinny's, give him a sponsor. Yeah. Let's
2: let's Let's see what
1: we can get.
0: (laughs) We'll just give him a lot of ranch, one or the other.
1: Honestly, I'll take that. Absolutely. Oh, if you could have one sponsorship moving forward, who would it be and why? Chipotle. (laughs) Definitely. I actually know a player
2: um, in the NFL right now. And he has a Chipotle card and yep. it's forty dollars a day. So he like forty dollars a day, three hundred and sixty-five days a year. Like yep. you go and spend forty dollars a day, like so basically obviously like free food. I think, think that would be eat
1: forty dollars
2: What'd you say? Do you think you could eat forty dollars worth of Chipotle? No, 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 no. So, like, you're obviously going to eat it almost every day. Like, just at least one meal. But, like, you just give the rest to your friends or your family or whoever's with you. okay. But, like, having a Chipotle card and not having to pay for a double chicken burrito and chips and guac and it's, like, $14 or $13, like, I think that would be huge. I mean, but obviously, like, Nike. Nike would be amazing because you get access to the Nike Elite store And I know a lot of guys um, in my agency that have the, like vets that have the deal. And some of them have like 60 grand a year to spend at the Nike elite website, like 20 grand to spend at the Nike elite site a year. And like, (laughs) obviously you cannot spend that much money on the Nike elite. Like you cannot spend that much money on yourself. Like being like, Hey, yeah, I'm going to go spend 20 grand on Nike and just all for myself. (laughs) So like, I know one of the guys gives his little brother, like five grand to go spend and um. So that would be that would be huge. I would love that as well.
1: Oh, so all the Nike execs that are listening to this, here you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll give you a give you a little insight on that Chipotle card. They have levels to that that card, so it starts out at forty, and then you get more and more. And then they also have like a free Chipotle for life card if oh. you get at, to a certain spot. So we'll we'll start pushing you for that one. I would love that. Yes, please. <laughs> Holt tweets, we got you.
2: <laughs> See what we can do. Perfect.
0: All right. So getting back to uh football and everything like that. So I've seen I've been doing up a lot of readings because this is huge that you're you're in the top half of the you know, the draft boards and everything like mm-hmm. that. And I've seen a lot of comparisons to like George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson with the Lions, everything like that. So mm-hmm. who's your favorite tight end to watch either currently, historically, and who do you kind of like to model your game after?
2: Uh one thousand percent like George Kittle. I love I love watching him and really it starts like with how hard he plays because you guys both know like that's how we play at Dayton, like that's why we beat good teams that are mm-hmm. like way more athletic like at Indiana State because one we're smarter and out-scheme them, but two like we just play harder and every team that knows knew that like they're playing us, like they knew like it's going to be like four quarters, 75 play a game, like you're going to get hit in the mouth. So like, watching him do that and do it in the NFL when you see a lot of guys half-ass plays and stuff like that, like, that's – like, I love watching him. And I watch a lot of him um, – I mean, I've watched probably, like, 20 other twenty other teams and games over this past two, three weeks. But um, he's by far my favorite to watch and, and really the aspect that he can do at all as a tight end. Like, he's not that just split out and go run routes or he's just the big block anchor guy or – Anything like that, like he he does it all and does it all at a very elite level, obviously.
0: I think that's that's a great comparison, I think.
1: He's definitely a huge reason why um, you know San Francisco had as much success as they did last year. Hundred um, percent, yeah. But, but man, so I gotta ask, when so when did playing in the NFL become mm-hmm. a reality? When did it um, kind of start to sink in that you're like, I can do this, I I'm gonna do this.
2: Yeah, I think after. Like, obviously, it was – honestly, did I ever think it would get to this point where it's like, yeah, you're you're going to go on day two and you're going to be either the first or the second – like, you're going to be the second – first, second at the worst, like, third time off the board. No, I never thought it would get like this. But um, I would say, like, after a redshirt sophomore year, I was like – I had the size and, like, I – was I pl- like, it was my first year as a traditional, like, true Y tight end, like, hand in the dirt, split out, do basically everything. And um, at that point, Coach King, our offensive coordinator, who actually is now with the Raiders as the assistant O-line coach, he's damn good. Um, He was like, hey, man, like, I think you can do this. Like, I've obviously been in the NFL. Like, I know what it looks like. And, like, I know how hard you work and how much time you put in. Like, you just stick to everything, like, that I teach you and, like, just everything you've done. And, like, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to play. Mm -hmm. So I'd say there, but obviously not until, like, when I thought it was like super, super legit was this past, like a year ago um, in March, two scouts came through doing the junior visits and uh, I ran really well in front of them, obviously measured out really well, um, interviewed really well. And they were like, Hey, like you're going to get a bunch of people coming through here in the fall. And throughout the fall, all 32 teams came through. There were over a hundred different scouts from all the different teams that came through. There was a GM that came through like, It was it was pretty legit. So, um, obviously, like at the start of fall, like it was like okay, this is happening. Especially the first practice of camp, there were like six different teams there, just standing
1: there, and I was like, okay, yep, (laughs) like this is real. So this is happening. Yeah, Yeah. cool. So, what do you think it's gonna mean for the Dayton program to have a you know because you'll be the first player who's gonna be drafted since nineteen seventy seven. I think that's huge. Uh,
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah,
1: it's it's huge, and obviously, like. I'm very happy that I'll be able to
2: do it for, for this program. That's obviously given me so much and opportunities and lifetime friendships and all that kind of stuff. Um, And it's huge. Like it shows that it doesn't matter where you go to school. Like it's not like some of the coming out of high school. Like there are some places where colleges don't want to go and look because like you're way out of their range or like you play at a super small school. Like you're good enough. The NFL is going to find you. And Mm -hmm. Like I said, like, it doesn't matter where you play. Like, if you. but if you play, obviously, at this level, like, you have to dominate. And, um, you know, it, it's it's awesome. And I nothing will make me happier, obviously, than representing Dayton like this. Just everything it's given me. Um, and it'll mean a lot. Like, not even for – just, like, the whole FCS and all the small schools. Like, here's a kid. You know, you get drafted on day two and you weren't even getting paid. Like, we, we don't even get paid to play. Like mm-hmm. – you know how many kids I've talked to over the last three months, and they ask me about like dating and all this stuff. And I was like, and I eventually tell them like we're you know we're not in a scholarship. And they're like, dude, if I wasn't getting paid, like I wouldn't even play. Like there were a lot of kids that said that, and I was like, oh my god, really? Like <laughs> so, yeah. um, it's definitely a different dynamic, and and you know just proves like I said, like it doesn't matter where you play. So
0: yeah, it's awesome. All right, so I got last question for you here. We know your time's valuable, so we want to give you much time back to getting ready for this yeah. as can but it's funny kind of a little hypothetical but it's funny enough our top listener demographic is nfl gms so <laughs> you know they're gonna be listening to this part right here so pretend me and matter gms of a team why should we draft you
2: Ooh. uh just the i think just presence wise and um <clears throat> being able to step into a locker room day one and, and have that edge and competitiveness about myself that i that i've always had you know every level you know, you bet I've been at basically been told I'm not good enough. You know, come out of high school, FBS schools tell you you're not good enough. Go to Dayton, and like obviously, people say you're not good enough because play at Dayton. No one's really <coughs> um, played a significant amount ever in the actual NFL, or i obviously get drafted since '77. So just like from a competitive nature and I'm a, I'm a playmaker and, you know, I bring a whole, I can be super dynamic in the tight end position. And everyone now uses them. Um, and, you know, I'm be consistent every single day in and out of the building and um, a guy everyone can count on and just contribute and help the team in the best way possible.
1: So, well, so you got our vote, man. <laughs> perfect.
0: <laughs> We're filling out that draft card right now. We'll, uh, we'll FaceTime Roger. And let him know.
1: Hey, have you got, how far have you gotten? Do you know um, – well, I know things are a little bit crazy. Do you know where you're going to be for the draft? Oh, um,
2: yeah, I'm actually going to be here in Dayton. So I'm going to be here in Dayton because there's really no point in me going home because I can't really work out where I live in Michigan because too damn cold and I don't have a <laughs> facility, obviously. I mean, I don't have one here, but maybe eventually it will open up and then I'll have access to a facility.
1: So I'll be here in Dayton. Who do we have to call to get you in the, the weight room, man? I mean, it's just you.
2: Yes, it is. <laughs> oh I no, trust, trust me. I already tried
1: to pitch I already tried to pitch this, but
2: they just start they're pretty uh lockdown-ish, I guess, about everything right now. So maybe maybe when this peaks out and starts to taper off, which is hopefully it's damn soon, um, then I can try to
1: force my way in there, I guess. Alright. Well I think it's gonna be soon. Um We'll definitely, so. we we'll definitely put. I mean, if you need Mike and if you need Mike to throw around his his weight, he's got you.
0: <laughs> what, what little weight I've got, <laughs> Matt. You got anything else for Adam here?
1: That's it. That's all I got. I'm, I'm just excited for you, man. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Kind of, I hate that we didn't know each other better when you know the little time we spent together at school. But uh, kind of a fan of yours yeah. from afar, and just you know, really, really excited for you. Um, hope you wish you nothing but the best yeah no I, yeah. I appreciate that I've actually done a lot of podcasts and this was obviously by
2: far my, my favorite one so um yeah. just being I'll able to talk Dayton and, and guys who know the in and outs yeah. so that was awesome
0: yeah Adam we appreciate it man stay stay safe stay healthy keep working and uh we'll we'll be looking for uh your name to be called rather early once this track gets going and yeah. be following you for the rest of your career awesome thanks
1: guys yeah i really appreciate it all take care man that will wrap it up for mike and i on behalf of adam troutman thanks for coming on um best of luck with you over the next couple of weeks go flyers